Nation. It's your girl Cole Phillips, the Radical Redhead, and I want to welcome you to another episode of No Ordinary Church Girl Candid Conversations on Love, Pain, and Everything in Between. Again, with yours truly trying to make your Monday far from ordinary. So let's get into it. Y'all know how I do. What's going on, family? Um, yeah, so I'm gonna get right into this today because it's just all over me. So let's go ahead and do the Last week's news you most certainly won't use. Yeah, we about to do that right now because her, uh, your girl is having some issues and and uh, issues. And, and I'm just going to say it just like that, Italian Stallion. I got issues today, brah. What kind of issues you got? My mouth. Don't you go there. Touch it. <laughs> he's, that, like, he's like, what, I'm not even going to say anything. Don't, what? I mean, I'm like halitosis, <laughs> gingivitis. Okay, so I'm glad you said all of that. What's happening? I went to the dentist. This morning. Okay. 8 a.m. 8. That's early. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, good for you. I was cuddled up in the bed you with know. my puppy. Oh, that's so. Passed out. I know you cute. don't like my dog. It's okay. It's not that I don't like your dog. You don't like dogs. This is true. And my son wants one. Mm. We've had this conversation. My yeah, youngest, he wants, he wants a dog. Anyway, so back to the gingivitis. I don't have gingivitis. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> but no, okay, so I will admit going to the dentist is not something I like to do. Therefore, your girl has not been to the dentist for like, I don't know how many years. It's really bad that I said that. Now, my sons go. I make sure they're taken care of because I'm not going to do that to them, right? When they get grown, hey, it's on you. But, you know, hopefully you develop a good habit of taking care of your mouth. It's important. Now, unto me. So I do a good job of brushing my teeth, right? I don't floss as regularly, you know, that I should. But they're pretty white. I don't drink things that stain them up, right? All these things. I feel like I do well in the health department of my teeth. Then I go to the dentist this morning. So if I have a slight lisp, it's because I don't oh. like the way my teeth feel as I spit <laughs> all over the mic. <laughs> Man, okay, so first of all, the dental hygienist, I'm, I'm saying it all kind of crazy because that's how I feel. She scrapes my gums. She's telling me I have tartar. Okay, cool. All right, get tartar. Get get whatever you got to get, girl. But can you quit splashing water? I'm just thinking like, yeah, it's my mouth. But can you not splash my spit on my face? Like, so she's like doing all the spraying, right? Then it's like, and then I tell her I have sensitive areas. Like I've noticed there's certain areas that are like really sensitive to the cold. Oh, no, you just, you forget that. You straight blow the dang water right in the area. I tell you it's sensitive. So then I jump. Why? Because the mess hurt. And if I wasn't working on my mouth, I'd say a whole lot of other things because I'm feeling very colorful today. But I'm saying. All right. <laughs> but man, okay, so I got another girlfriend who loves going to the dentist. I'm like, you're weird. Love you, but you're weird. Every six months, she makes sure she has her cleaning. And then the girl goes on to tell me, you know, have you thought about getting an electric toothbrush? Because it looks like you brush really hard. No stuff, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling a little colorful. I told you guys. I see. I, I so, so what did they say about your teeth? So, okay, um, I have the unfortunate pleasure of going back and spending about a grand on a crown because apparently 
I have a couple of cracks in some teeth that if uh, I do. To your mind. You know what? Look, 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 I was about to call you or something, something <laughs> but I'm going <laughs> to. It is TMI, but it is what it is. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty irritated about the fact that I left the dentist having to pay. a. Well, I didn't pay it yet, but got to schedule the crown. And to top it off, she wanted to put this fluoride on my teeth, right? And I get it. You know, a little coating help with the cavities and all that kind of stuff. Okay, you did that, but why do I see it? Okay, I'm not going to have you get close to my face later. You know, we say our hugs and goodbyes. Just don't get that close because you don't need to see it. But let me just tell you, I see it. Why can I see the fluoride? And why is it like little chips that are coming off and I feel them on my tongue? So I'm like, and I'm spitting stuff out. Like, it's just ridiculous. Mm. I hate the dentist. For those of you who are dentists, I, I, this is like, I'm sorry. I don't like your profession at all. I hate it. I see why my sons, I, I don't even know if I'm taking my sons to that particular dentist because this is like since we've moved from our old neighborhood. Right. Yeah, I think I'm going to take them back to the other ones because they don't like it either. But I don't think they need to experience what I just experienced this morning with a cleaning. Okay. Mm. It was very frustrating. I, I just had to get that off my chest. I see. Anything else you want to get off And that's not even last week. That's the high, that's, that was that this was, morning. That was this morning. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. I just had to get that out. I have a little experience. Do you? I do. Please. So <laughs> next week, I'm going to Vegas. Hallelujah. Have fun. Well, yeah, the city of sin. Just uh, don't sin, okay? That's right. Be good. Nah, I'm always good. Um, <laughs> so my, my, my pop, my dad, mm -hmm. he lives out there. Well, mm -hmm. he, eh, not only my dad. I'd say my donor. Okay, fair. My, uh, that's fair. Yeah. Sperm donor. That's fair. That's what he is. Fair enough. And um, so he, I'm going out there for a bachelor party. Okay. For my, for my best friend's bachelor party, and we're going to have some fun. It's, mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot of fun. Stay a, a clean fun. You better be clean. Clean fun. Don't let me see anything on the Insta oh, or the FB. What happens I in Vegas? I will be lurking. Stay I'll be lurking. Vegas. Don't lurk. I'm Don't actually going to pray that you just feel <laughs> some kind of way when you get too close to a woman in the wrong way. Oh, no, I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on that end. I hear you. I'm too business minded right now. You are. You're doing phenomenal. Anyways. Okay. I so my yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so my 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 pop texts me and we're supposed to hang out with I'm supposed to hang out with my with my with my donor yeah. and my little half brother, yes. who I've only met a handful of times. Right. right? And he's right. he's uh he's older now. Like he's eighteen. My oh, little wow. half brother. I I think the last time I saw him he was thirteen. Yeah. Maybe twelve. I can't wow. remember. Yeah. And um, so I was really excited. I, I actually texted my little half brother first. Yeah. And was like, "Hey, can we hang out?" And I was like, "Can I crash with you for a couple of days?" And then I'm gonna go to the hotel with with all of them. And they were like, right. "Well, I'm living with dad." And I was like, "Ah, well, cool. I'll I'll text dad and be like, ask to kill two birds with one stone.' Right. I wasn't even going to call the donor. Nope. I was like, I haven't talked to him in a couple of years. Alrighty then. You know, there it is. It's one of those things. He's Understood. he's just kind of a child, which leads me to my next happen happening. This is what happened. Gotcha. So he texts me. Yeah. This was last week. And okay. he goes, hey, son, um, <laughs> some things have happened and uh, your, 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 your brother and I are just not on speaking terms. Oh. And oh. I was like. Oh, wow. What, okay. What so do you mean? That means he's not there. And I was like, what do you mean? Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's kind of back and forth with his mom. Okay. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, he just has no respect for me anymore. And he, he kind of like just goes on his whole spiel. Via text. Via text about how he is hurt and all this stuff because yeah. his son doesn't want to respect him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm over here like, man, that sounds like karma, you know, because I didn't meet him till he till I was 16 for the oh, first wow. time. Okay. I think I've maybe seen him maybe six, seven times in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So 
he's over here talking. I'm like, am I really about to give parenting advice to my pop? Like, mm. and I am, and I have been mm. for the past week, and it's sad. Yeah, like I feel, and he's it's it's like it's it's sad to be more mature. Yeah, than your than your father. Yeah, no, it's it's very weird. Like it kind of hit me in a weird place. Like, yeah, golly. I should be able to go to you for wisdom, right? About being a father, a man, all and the way that he's things. talking yeah. is how a child would talk to someone. Oh, wow. It's like how a child would talk to, you know, about some of this advice, like, you know, well, he's not answering my text. I'm like, you know, kids go through this stage. Right. They go through, they, it's a separation. They, they go off to college yeah. and they think they don't need you. Right. I did that with my mom. Right. You know if what I mean? If you were here, you would have known that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's like everyone does it. And he's like, well, it's, this is different. And I was like, I'm sure this isn't the only kid that does this. Yeah. There's no. a rebellious stage, rebe- a rebellion stage that happens. Yeah. So it was just very strange. I'm just like, God, you're such a child and you're 30 years older than me. Yeah. Or, you know, 20 something years older than me. I'm just like, wow. It's it's interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it makes me be yeah. like, wow, well, I'm, I'm glad I'm raising my kiddo right. Yeah, you are. You know? Anyways, You're that a was, dope daddy. That was, that was the dope daddy. That sounds like a drug dealer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going to call today? I'm going to call dope, dope daddy. daddy. Whoa. Stop it. Jeez. Is you know, that, we say, like a sugar do, we, daddy? do we not say dope anymore? Like, well, dope is dope. cool, but dope daddy? I mean, Come on, you're now. A dope I say daddy. sugar, but I don't say sugar daddy. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> We're playing on words here, people. I don't say I, I say sexy sometimes. Yeah, but I don't say sexy daddy. <laughs> so there's some things you don't add daddy to. Amen. Okay. <laughs> I think we're both done, so we're gonna throw that out the window. I think we might have to. <laughs> that was fun, though. I, I just, I, you know, you guys know I love my therapy with you. I do. It's it's very important to me. Uh, it, it helps me, and and you listen. And even though not many of you comment on the last week's use, look at there. Last week, you see, this is the dentist. Uh huh. He doesn't user error. <laughs> But Your I'm mouth gonna, is going through a user error. My right mouth now. is going through a lot of changes right now. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of ticked off at me. Like, what did you do to me? You got me scraped up. I'm but all no bruised. No dope daddies. No dope daddies. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys, I'm excited. Can you tell? You know, I, I think about this last series, Glow Up. Um, I've had a lot of fun with it. You know, giving love objectively with wisdom it's all about the glow up and i want you to continue to operate in that spirit in that vein and so today's topic really just came off of what it is to give love objectively with wisdom but understanding how to walk away from certain things right and so today we're talking about uh just because it's a god thing it's not necessarily excuse me it's just because it's a good thing it's not necessarily a god thing that's what i want to talk about today is there are good things that are going to come in your life there are good things that will appear to be uh, what you should connect to or be a part of but they're not god things and this goes back to what we've been talking about as it relates to self-awareness when it comes to being rejected for who you've chosen to become all the things we talked about in this series is really about being the person who gives love objectively but with wisdom that's the real glow up is the wisdom. And that's why it's the last word in that series uh, statement. And so I want you to think about for those of you who are like me, still single or at a time angle and find your mate. 
right? Because we're all going to made up if that's, we, we, we don't want friends with benefits and we don't want lifetime partners, okay? There's all these reasons I can give you and that's on a whole nother series we're going to talk about when it comes to marriage. But I digress. What I'm saying is as you're out here dating, as you're out here connecting for business purposes, as you're out here growing in your chosen professions, as you're out here raising your children, as you're out here uh, developing your new marriages, those who are newlyweds or those who are engaged, whatever you're at. Okay. I want you to think about, I want you to think about the fact that every good thing is not necessarily a God thing. Okay. And so I want to drop this scripture on you guys know, I got to give you some word lady who lives out the principles of his word. Although I'm not perfect, I believe I serve a perfect God. And so here we go. It's Philippians four, four through seven. And it says, be anxious for nothing. The Lord is near. And you know what? Let me fix that. See the dentist y'all, we're going to make it though. This is why it's candid. Okay. Candid conversations. (laughs) We're going to fix this. Let me say the word right, first of all, because I can't be messing with God's word. Let's try that again. Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing. By prayer and petition, let your requests known. Let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Look it up. If I jacked it up a little bit, hey, charge it to my mouth, not my heart. Okay. <laughs> but again, Philippians 4, 4 through 7, what is it saying? Be anxious for nothing. Rejoice in what you have. That's the first part of it. Rejoice. I mean, again, it says rejoice. Why? Because you rejoice and you be glad for the things you currently have. It's all about being grateful. If I don't care if you're not a Christian, okay? Let me just be very simplistic and practical. Let's just start there, okay? Be grateful. Be grateful in all that you have. Because I promise you there's someone else who would love to trade places with you. There's always going to be someone else who can look at your glass and say it's half full, not half empty. Be grateful first. Don't be anxious because when we get anxious, we turn to desperation, then worry, doubt, and everything else comes with it. Don't be anxious. Be calm in your present place. And as you're calm in your present place, then you begin to pray, meditate for some of you. Uh, But you get in that place where you are able to just be still for a moment. Look at the situation for what it is, whatever it is that's came upon you. And then allow peace to resonate before you make the next move. Where there is no peace, you should not be trying to position yourself in whatever it is. And so when you think about good things, there's going to be plenty of good things that come along. Guys, I've met plenty of good guys. Like truly, I can say they're good dudes, got good hearts, just, you know, great people, if you will, but not good for me, meaning I know what I've asked God for when it comes to a mate. I've made that very clear. I want to be married again. But I also know the framework of what I've done in my life. I also know the framework of the season I'm in in my life. So that man needs to, honestly, I say this often, and this has been my prayer. He needs to fit into the fold of my family. I'm a busy woman. I stay busy, guys. I have to actually make sure I make time for me, meaning doing nothing. Because otherwise, I'm doing things for other people. I do this for you. I enjoy it. Absolutely. But it's not just for me. It really is for you to give you some hope, some encouragement to get through the moments that life can be trialing, trying, if you will. So this is for you. And, and so when I think about all the things that I do in my life, my kids and how I help my mom get acclimated, moving here to Texas, my sister, whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm being pulled in all these different directions. I always make sure I make time for me where I disconnect. And it's all about me in that moment, because if I'm not good going back to flying on an airplane, right? What they tell you to do in the event of turbulence or, or air pressure change, if you will, 
put the mask on yourself first for oxygen and then you help the person next to you meaning you can't do nothing if you passed out (laughs) both of y'all hurt right and so it's important that you take care of yourself before you begin to try to pour back into others why am I saying that because there's going to be a lot of good things that come down your path and you're going to be doing this thing and that thing and oh this is good too and oh this is good too and as you continue to grow in your purpose you're going to get invited to all these different things but are they God things meaning does it fit in what you've been created and called to do Does that person fit into who you are as an individual? Because if they don't, if we're talking relationships, you got some tough conversations you have to have and you can give them love objectively with wisdom in how you have that tough conversation. So I'll use myself, for example, if we're talking about the good guy or girl. So for me, I've had good guys that I've had to tell this is not a good fit for us. There could have been a variable of reasons. One of them was where I was in my life. I was too busy to really invest into a relationship and I knew it. And rather than me putting this person on pause, in other words, having my side guy, right? So when I'm available, I holler at you. When I'm not, you know what time it is, you know my life, right? We use that excuse. No, relationships are investments. And if you're not looking at it as an investment of time, of energy, of self, you shouldn't be in a relationship because anything you invest into, expect a return. That's in anything. And if you don't see a return, if there's not a, a level of return on, based on what you're putting into it, and some of you may say, well, that's unfair. It's, you just you shouldn't always look for something when you give. You absolutely should because his word said so. <laughs> so given it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Uh, his word says that. So if he says that you give and it shall be given unto you, that's an expectation. So therefore, as you give, expect to be given back to you even more so. Because that's just what God's word demands. That's what he, and he's, he cannot lie off of his word. What it is, what he says it is, is what it is. So if you are connected to someone or connected to a group, organization will have you that does not fit into who you are, your values, the foundation of, of your faith, uh, what you believe, right? Why are you still there? It can be, do, they can be doing great things. The person, the organization, whatever, great things, but are they good for you? They're good for what the cause is for. They're good for who they're connecting to and and their purpose. Yes. But does it align with yours? Does it align with who you are? And if it doesn't, it's time to have an honest conversation. I think many times we get caught up in good things, but that are not good for us because we won't have honest conversations. It's a level of honesty that has to be had. And it's not a matter of saying that person is a bad person, that business is a bad business. So let's start again with the person. When I had that situation, I sat that individual down and I did say, look, this is where I am in my life. I'm a mother, a single mother of two very active boys, very active. One's heavily into acting. The other one's heavily into the athletic world. Because of that, my time is very limited. They are my first priority. That's it. That's all. They come first. What they need, I drop everything to make sure I am present for them. And that's because that was a command that God gave me. I knew I needed to be present and not focus so so much on making money, profit. That's exactly how it came to me. And so when I told them this relationship is requiring too much investment of time that I realistically, realistically cannot give you. Yes, they were disappointed. And yes, they were a tad bit upset in the beginning because there's why didn't you say this earlier? Because I'm realizing the stress that is coming on me. I'm realizing I can't get enough sleep because when I get done with the boys, guess what I'm doing? I'm calling you and I'm on the phone till midnight. I get up every morning at five. That's not healthy. 
because I'm not getting enough rest. Therefore, I'm snapping throughout my day. I'm shortchanging things because I'm exhausted. I'm irritated. My sons are, are reaping, uh, unfortunately, the, the results of that lack of sleep. Then if I happen to go somewhere with you for the weekend, guess who's not getting my attention? My sons. That has an impact on them, especially when I know what God told me I needed to do and where my focus needed to be as it related to them. I was in violation of what God told me to do last as it related to them. So therefore, you are not in that plan right now. You do not fit in the fold of my life. Not that you're not a good person. I can't give you what you need, what you require, what you want at this time. And I'm being honest about it. And yeah, like I said, they weren't happy about it. And here's the other thing you have to remember. When you have to make a decision about your purpose and your plan and you know that where you need to be in life, you're going to disappoint some people. So please don't think that you're going to make everybody happy and everybody's going to be at peace. No, it's not about their peace. It's about your peace. It says, and the peace of God, which surpass, surpasses all understanding, shall guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So that means it said you. It didn't say them. It said you because it's about you. And so. I think oftentimes when it comes to dealing with people, we really have to be honest with ourselves. Where are, we at? Where are we at in the season of life? Do they fit in the fold of my life? Meaning it shouldn't be, uh, relationships are work. Let me not say they aren't. There's work involved, right? Like anything, if you have a business, you've got to put the work in to expect the reward and respect the, or expect the results that you are desiring. But it shouldn't be the, to the point where it's so stressful and it's so straining that you can't even operate in your purpose. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing at all. God called us to be multipliers. Well, you can't multiply and, and do more together if you're more stressful to me, if you're straining me, right? And so I want you to begin to think about that as you connect with people, as you go out throughout the week and, and, and really going into the next month here that we are upon, you know, start thinking about what is this doing? Is this helping me soar in life or is it creating more stress and strain? And if it is, start having some honest conversations because although it's a good person, they're just not a God thing. And that's a big deal. That's a big deal. You're talking about business opportunities. Guys, I get all types of opportunities um, that come to my DMs, if you will, on Facebook or Instagram or my email, even for that matter. Tons of them. Can I tell you, though, I know what's good for me and what is not. And they're great opportunities, to be honest. But I know what I'm called to be. I am a speaker, author, motivator, encourager, and I am a teacher of how to be a leader as a woman. Okay. When I think about all those things, if it does not align in those areas, it's not a God thing. Good thing, even great thing, but it's not for me, right? If it doesn't allow me to be the speaker that I am, if it doesn't allow me to write and continue to grow and be creative in that fashion, if it doesn't allow me to motivate, encourage, and help people transform into better leaders, it's not for me. It's not a God thing. It's a good thing not a God thing. Um, you have to know you. It goes back to our earlier episode where we talk about self-awareness. You got to know you. You got to know what makes you great. And you got to know what's good as it relates to your greatness. Again, is it a good thing and a God thing? Or is it just a good thing? You've got to start paying attention to that. And Philippians 4, 4 through 7 is the one to help you do it. And when you think about just dealing with kids, I'm going to touch it all today for the most part. I have two boys. I say this all the time. I love those jokers. Um, as they continue to grow, they're just so much fun to watch come into their own identity. But the one thing I make sure I do is treat them as two separate individuals because God created them very different. I have one son who's very outgoing. He's like his mama, for sure. 
And then I have another one who's like, is dad a bit? Dad is very much so a man who has a strong presence, but a silent demeanor or a more quiet demeanor. So when he's not very uh, much of a talker, he talks, but he's not the one you're going to see in the room meeting everybody. But he's very observant. That's TJ, my oldest. Sean, my youngest, very much like me. He'll tell you stuff you don't want to know, like your TMI moment you had earlier about the dentist. <laughs> uh, he's that guy. And we were having a very candid conversation yesterday, for that matter, talking about sex. He's 12. Okay. But it's that time. I mean, it's been that time. We've talked about it. We've danced around it, danced around it rather. But in having that conversation, uh, just something, and it's not simple, but in simply how he expressed it about uh, masturbation, we were watching the movie Tag. And literally, the girl was simulating, or at that time, she was apparently helping the dude get off. She was helping him masturbate. And I'm like, why is this on this? What? I thought this was like a whole comedy with none of that, right? And we're watching it together. I see my oldest kind of like, oh, mom's in the room. She sees it. Totally different response. My youngest, oh, he's giggling. He's just thinking it's hilarious. And I said, what do you know about that? And he's like, mom, it's masturbation. And I was like, well, okay, <laughs> he just threw that right at me, son. But why am I saying that? The good thing in that was that God allowed me the opportunity to have conversations more about my about that situation and what it is and, and why I say you shouldn't entertain it because it's, it's just to me, masturbation is just like uh, drugs, right? Once you play with one lower level of it, you're going to want more after it just gets to a place where it's like, okay, this doesn't give me the same high as I get. So I'm going to go a little higher. Well, masturbation is a teaser, right? So depending on whatever you're doing, it happens. And then you're like, ah, that was too fast or I want more. Right. And so I'm having these very real raw conversations with my son, but I felt so good about it because I knew it was a God thing because of how that conversation was formed. There was no uneasiness. And yes, you guys know, I don't have a problem talking. I don't have a problem being transparent, but it's my son. And just knowing what he knew, what he understood, at the same time, he asked, well, I'll probably have sex in college. And I was like, oh, he already figured out when you're going to do this, huh? He's like, yeah, it probably won't happen in high school, but it'll probably happen in college. So I was like, okay, so let's talk about that. <laughs> and I had to continue to allow, he felt comfortable, guys, is my point. He felt a place of security where he could just freely express himself without judgment. And I knew that was a good thing and it was a God thing because God does not judge and he gets on us for judging. And so you have to follow your peace and knowing what's a good thing, what's a God, good and God thing, what's just a good thing. Because although let's just say it's a good thing to have very candid conversations with your kids about sex, guys, because if you don't do it at home and you don't give them the narrative to bounce off of when other people are trying to tell them what it is, guess where they're going to get it? Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, anywhere on the Internet. Okay, so I am all for having the conversation when you feel it's time and sooner the better, especially in the world we live in now. But my thing is, although it's a good thing, is the timing right? And when you're doing it, if you're shoving it down their throat and the way that you're trying to give that conversation to them, whatever that conversation is or whatever the situation is, does it really uh, have a level of peace involved? And if it doesn't stay away from that again, in any situation, it can be good from a topic to a relationship, to a business, to positioning yourself, whatever it is. But if it's not peace in it, the God thing, then you should step away. So I hope guys that this topic really hit home for you because it did for me. 
And I actually heard it. It was one of those things where a lot of these cop topics that we're going to be having happen in conversations I'm having with others. And when a woman said, you know, it can be a good thing, but not a God thing. I was like, whoa, that hit me. And I said, I got to expound on that. And here we are. So remember that. And I challenge you to look at your life today, uh, this week, this month, whenever, in this moment, look at your life and begin to identify what's good and a God thing. And what's just a good thing that I really need to identify. It's not maybe necessarily for me though, and start having those honest conversations. It'll, it'll do you good. All right. So that's it for this week, guys. I really, uh, am having fun this next series we got coming up, but God, man, it's going to be some serious conversations about how individuals came out of some traumatic uh, situations and they knew it was no, no one but God that helped them get out. So be looking for that coming in April. And of course, you know what I always say, you can follow and continue the conversation at No Ordinary Church Girl. That's No Ordinary Church Girl. One word. Look us up on Instagram. Make sure you drop me a DM. You never know when I might start dropping those uh, on the show. So have a great Monday. And remember, your tribe is relying on you to get this right so they know they can do it too. So continue to be about God's best. Love you.